Have you finished your personal statement yet? Now's the perfect time to get it professionally reviewed by a medical school HQ expert advisor. We have former directors of admissions, admissions officers, and the like on our small team of amazing people. They have the inside knowledge from reading thousands and thousands and thousands, tens, if not 100,000 personal statements going through the process and setting up the process for their whole committee. They know exactly what medical schools look for and the common red flags that can get your entire application thrown out. Take advantage of our flash sale right now, going through May 6th, up to 6,000 characters reviewed for just $150. That's a $75 discount on our regular price. Go to editmyps.com. Again, that's editmyps.com. The Premier Year, session number 514. Hello, and welcome to The Pre-Med Years, where we believe that collaboration, not competition, is key to your success. I'm your host, Dr. Ryan Gray, and in this podcast, we share with you stories, encouragement, and information that you need to know to help guide you on your path to becoming a physician. Welcome to The Pre-Med Years. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm excited for a solo session today, one that I'm I'm really excited to do because of what we're launching at Mapped, and because I really like solo shows where I just get to talk. Uh, hopefully, you like hearing me talk. Hopefully, you like hearing my thoughts and suggestions and advice on things. And I think I should do some more solo shows. If if you think I should do some more solo shows, uh, hit me up on social media, uh, tweet at me or. IG Live or wherever I'm at, uh, let me know because I, I really enjoy solo shows. It's something that we have not prioritized lately, but today we prioritized it because of what we're launching at Mapped, and we are launching a competitor to what most students use to track letters of recommendations if they're not going directly with the application service. They're using a third-party letter of recommendation service to to track, uh, and that's Interfolio. And we've recommended Interfolio for a long time, and we hear from you all the time that Interfolio is very confusing to use. Um, It isn't specifically made for pre-med students applying to medical school. It just happens to work for pre-med students applying to medical school. And at MAPT, we decided to build from the ground up a letter of recommendation service specifically for pre-med students applying for medical school and all pre-health students. So we've been working directly with AMCAS, with TMDSAS, uh, a little bit less with ACOMIS because they have been um, not as willing and receptive, uh, but the technology level behind ACOMIS uh, is a a company called Liaison. We've been talking with them about some potential integrations. But we are ready to launch My LORs to the world. Starting January 23rd, My LORs will be available for everyone who uses Mapped Pro or is on a Mapped Pro trial, which everyone gets for free typically to start. The default free trial is 14 days. Because you're listening to this podcast, though, you can try my LORs free and Mapped Pro free for 60 days using the referral code MyLORs Podcast. Again, that's MyLORs Podcast. 
as the referral code. Using that referral code will give you 60 days of Mapped Pro access. Mapped Pro is all of the free, amazing resources that Mapped gives you. You can track your GPA, you can track your activities, you can track your MCAT score, Try start working on your applications, start tracking your applications right inside of Mapped for free. Mapped Pro gives you access to our expert advisors if you have a question about something, and now also my LORs starting January 23rd. So use that referral code, my LORs, podcast, all one word, my LORs podcast as the referral code to get 60 days free trial of Mapped Pro. You go request your letters, store your letters, and then when the application cycle opens up, you transmit those letters right from my LORs into your application with each of the application services that you're applying through. Let's go and jump into our episode today to talk about letters of recommendations. Let's talk about letters of recommendation today on the pre-mid years. I'm excited to talk about letters of recommendations because it's an important topic and because MAPT has some exciting things that we are doing to help you with letters of recommendations. Let's start with why medical schools ask for letters of recommendations to begin with, because we all know in, in the industry, and I, I went to a, a session about this at the most recent advisor, National Advisors uh, Conference, where there were some questions like, what is the utility of letters of recommendations? What is the utility of committee letters? Are we getting to a point where there's really no use for them? And some deans of the deans of admissions, directors of admissions made that argument that maybe we shouldn't be doing letters of recommendations anymore. But as we know from human psychology, it is hard to give up something we've been doing for a long time, even if we know it's not the most useful. We kind of see that same thing here with interviews now, kind of post-COVID, Interviews seem to work really well in a virtual environment. Medical schools were doing their thing. It saved applicants a ton of money not to have to travel. It allowed medical schools to potentially have more interview days because they weren't trying to organize uh, everyone coming to one central location to do interviews and they could do them virtually from home or whatever, right? It was almost basically beneficial for everyone involved. And yet kind of now that we're quote unquote, coming out of the pandemic, uh, I don't know if we'll ever be out of it, um, we are seeing medical schools go back to in-person interviews. Human psychology says, we don't like change. I don't wanna change. If you force me to change, I'm gonna go back uh, to, to my steady state as fast as possible. And so even if we see some medical schools maybe start to phase out letters of recommendations, I think it's going to be a very, very, very long time before we see all medical schools phase them out. So for the time being, let's assume letters of recommendations are here to stay. Why? Why do we use them? Well, just in general, medical schools want to see, number one, that you have connections with people, right? You're not a hermit. (laughs) So that's a good thing. You're able to go out to interact with people and say, hey, professor, hey, doctor, hey, whoever, are you able to write me a strong letter of recommendation? And just that alone shows that you are out in the world interacting with other people. And at the surface level, it seems very dumb, right? It's like, but 
but obviously I'm in school, I'm getting good grades, I'm, I show it in my activities, I'm, I'm doing things. Yes, and, right, it just, it, it's just, it just is, right? And so very rarely will a medical school get a letter of recommendation. I've had this conversation with, with lots of schools, lots of deans and directors of admissions. Very rarely will there be a letter that does a student disservice. And so that that goes back to the original question, then why ask for them at all? Just because, right? Just because. There are some types of letters, committee letters from undergraduate institutions that I want to abolish. I, I want to get rid of them. I want medical schools to stop accepting them. I want pre-health committees to stop offering them. These committee letters, committee letters for medical schools, the committee letter process will usually collect the individual letters for the committee process, and then they will read those letters, they'll interview the student, they'll have the student go through kind of a mock application, read their personal statement, interview them, all that fun stuff, and then write a letter on behalf of the student, kind of integrating all of the information that's coming from the individual letters, and then basically grading the student. They'll say that they have their own secret language. It's like the the Illuminati kind of, like this student uh, with whatever language, I give my highest regards. And that means don't accept them, right? <laughs> you see good words, but but the secret language behind the good words is don't accept this person, they're terrible. Um, I, it's it's horrendous, this this whole process. And, and medical schools will use that as kind of an adjunct admissions committee member. And I, I hate it. I loathe it. Um, and I, I'm trying as much as I can to to change this process. So there's there's that aspect as well for, for letters of recommendations. But in general, right, the, the schools are just looking at these letters going, yep, the professor thinks you're going to be a good doctor. Yep, this, this physician you shadowed, this physician you scribe for thinks you're going to be a good doctor. Yep, this other person thinks you're going to be a good doctor. Yep, they think you're going to be a good doctor, whatever. So we have to play the game the way that the game is played. And the majority of schools out there will have these general rules around letters of recommendations. The biggest thing that you have to understand when going into this process is that each and every medical school sets the requirements for letters of recommendations. These are not requirements from AMCAS, ACOMIS, TMDSAS, uh, CASPA if you're applying to PA schools, Whatever the application services that you are applying for, the rules come from the schools. That rhymes. It's kind of cool. Um, the rules come from the schools. So as you are building out your school list, which you can do inside of Mapped, uh, and right now, as I'm recording this, we don't have all of the letter of recommendation requirements in Mapped for each school. We have prereqs for each school to make sure you're meeting all the prereqs. We're building in the ability um, to, to have letter of recommendation requirements, and, and you'll understand why in a minute. But you can start building a school list and start looking at those schools, whether it's inside of MAPT or uh, the MSAR. I don't know if the MSAR has that specific information or just on the school's website. Every, every medical school have an admissions requirements page typically, which will show what they require. The general rule of thumb that we always talk about is two science professors and one non-science professor. That's the general rule of thumb for who you need a letter of recommendation from. Outside of that, in general, it may be a good idea to have a physician letter, right? You're applying to medical school. 
maybe a physician letter. Some schools require a physician letter, some schools don't. If you're applying to DO schools, you don't have to have a physician letter in most cases. Last I looked, there's one school, Arkansas College of Osteopathic Medicine, that requires a DO letter. Choose DO Explorer is a great place to see what those requirements are uh, as of this recording. Again, in the future, we'll have a lot of that information in mapped uh, in terms of letter of recommendation requirements per school. But there's a big myth that if you want to apply to a DO school or any DO school, that you have to have a DO letter. And that's just not true, except for that one exception. If you shadow a DO, if you scribe for a DO, if you get a DO letter of recommendation, you can also submit that to MD schools, right? It, it's fine. There, there's always that question out there of like, can I submit a DO letter to MD schools? Can I submit an MD letter to DO schools? And the answer is yes, right? We're all one big happy family. We understand that you are out there exploring the world and, and getting these experiences and if you're applying to MD school with a DO letter, that's okay. You're, you're not going to be, that's not going to be held against you. So we'll talk, talk, talking some nuts and bolts here for letters of recommendation. A lot of these common questions that we get um, as, a, as an advising team at medical school headquarters, um, just very common letter of recommendation questions that we get. So two, two science, one non-science. And then the next question is, well, well, what, what, classifies as a science professor. We were just doing, uh, as I'm recording this today, we were just doing an Ask Mapped session yesterday and a student asked, hey, I'm an engineering student. Can an engineering professor letter count as a science letter? And that's a very tricky question because AMCAS does not count engineering classes as science classes. Will the individual medical schools count it? Even though it doesn't count as science GPA, will the individual medical schools understand that, hey, like this super hard, intense engineering class on how to keep a building up during a hurricane, like that's apparently not science. <laughs> I, don't, I don't understand, right? A comus counts it as other science, but, but AMCAS doesn't. And so there are always gonna be these little nuances where you may have to reach out to schools individually and say, hey, I know this engineering class doesn't count as science. Can I use the letter as a science letter? And you may go, well, that's dumb to ask because it obviously doesn't count as science. Just ask, right? Maybe ask from an anonymous email account if, you, if you're worried about it or call, like block your, block your, uh, your caller ID and then call and, and ask on the phone um, and, and see what they say. There, there are all these little nuances when it comes to the letters of recommendation. So two science, one non-science, maybe this letter, maybe that letter, right? Physician letter, whatever. What if, what if you have been out of school, right? A lot of you are non-traditional students that listen to this podcast. What if you've been out of school for a while? Again, each individual medical school will have rules around this. Uh, I know Sam Houston State has a great, um, last I looked, their website was very clear. If you've been out of school for, I think it was more than a year, you can use different letters. You don't have to justify why you don't have a science letter or whatever. You can use a, a work supervisor or whatever. You can use these non-traditional letter types. Other schools may go, 
Well, you can use a work supervisor instead of a science letter, but only if you've been out of school more than three years or four years or five years. And so there's a lot of legwork that you're going to have to put into this. Reaching out to individual medical schools if you can't find this information just uh, available online. And again, as we're building our database at MAPS of all of this information, we're hoping to have all of these little nuances. We'll, we'll miss some, and there'll always be exceptions to the rule. Uh, but you're going to have to reach out and call. So understand that the answer always is going to be reach out and talk to the schools. There's, there's not a single answer that we can give for every medical school, every PA school, every dental school, every whatever school when it comes to letters of recommendations and what will be acceptable and what will not be acceptable, especially if you've been out of school for a while. If you're a traditional student, if you're going through this process and you uh, are a freshman, right? You're a first year student, you really bonded with your chemistry professor, your biology professor, whoever it may be, and you're like, wow, I know that I want to apply to medical school in a couple of years, and I know that I'm going to need letters of recommendations, and I need a science letter, and I really bonded with this professor. Should I ask for a letter now? Should I get a letter now? The answer is no, don't get a letter now. And yes, you should ask for a letter now. Right? Those weird little nuance there of yes, talk to that professor. Set that expectation that, hey, Professor Smith, I really enjoyed your class. Uh, I, I know I really, I, I struggled early on and, and hopefully you saw I was coming to office hours and I really picked up my, my ability to understand and I was helping these other students later on, forming study groups, et cetera. I'm applying to medical school in a couple of years. Can I keep in touch with you over the, the next several semesters? Keep you kind of apprised of my situation, what I'm up to. And when I'm ready to apply to medical school, can I ask you for a strong letter of recommendation? Would you write me a strong letter of recommendation? Get that permission day one, but don't ask for the letter to actually be delivered until much later. Get that permission now. So that's typically what I recommend if you have an amazing professor, but you're not applying to medical school for a few years. Set that expectation that you're going to reach back out in a few years. If it's been a while, again, if you're a non-traditional student and you have to have a science letter, and it's been a while, go and rekindle those relationships as fast as possible. Worst case scenario is you maybe don't apply to some of the schools that have really harsh, rigid rules around the letter of recommendations that you receive. You don't apply to those schools, right? That's that's worst case scenario. Kind of a second worst case scenario is you go and take a science course at a local community college really for the sole purpose of getting a letter of recommendation, which you know what? It's just, it's part of the game. Unfortunately, I've seen that happen a lot as well. So when you're thinking about these letters of recommendations, make sure that you understand, right? What each medical school that you're applying to, what they are looking for in terms of specific letters. That is going to be a big part of this process. When you... When you're ready to apply, the big question is going to be, okay, great, how do I get my letters of recommendation? The big kind of process that, that goes into this. And this is where I'm excited with what MAPT is doing with my LORs. My LORs is being built right now from the ground up. We have uh, phase one rolled out to some students testing it right now. Built from the ground up 
for pre-health students to request, collect, and transmit letters of recommendations from the letter writers to our system to the medical school applications. Yes, Interfolio has done this for a long time. Interfolio just happens to work for the medical school application process. It wasn't made for the medical school application process. We've had conversations, many, many conversations with AMCAS, TMDSAS. We're about to have conversations with, with ACOMIS about what these integrations, what, what this process looks like. And it, it seems like the way that we're gonna do it is going to be the best way. Uh, TMDSAS, super excited to, to be working with us um, in how we're going to have this letter writer process work. Number one, we have all of your information in MAPT, right? You're using MAPT to uh, basic free account in MAPT to track all of your courses, to track your MCAT scores, to track all of your activities, to start working on your application. We have the application kind of simulator in there. All of that is free. To use my LORs, you need a MAPT Pro account. But when you start to request letters, number one, you're, you're building your school list. We'll, we'll start to have those letter of, requ uh, letter of recommendation requirements inside of MAPT in those school lists built in so that we can see who are you expecting to, to get a letter from? What medical schools do you have on your list? Hey, did you know that this one medical school requires a letter from this random type of person that you don't have on your list? Either get the, the school off of your list, go get that letter, or reach out to the school to, to see if they'll, uh, on a case-by-case -case basis, waive that requirement. We'll be able to give you that nuanced information as you're going through the process, right? Interfolio can't do that because they don't, they don't know what all of the medical schools require. They don't know uh, what you have requested and, and what your school list looks like. Because MAPT will be the hub of all of your pre-med information, we'll be able to give you that nuanced information as you're starting to work on your application, as you're starting to get into the application cycle. We can start to give you some warnings <laughs> through this process. And then when you request a letter, all right, you'll request a letter very similar to all the other services out there. The letter writer will get very specific information on, hey, here are the AAMC letter of recommendation requirements, right? We're going to give that to them. Interfolio doesn't do that. Interfolio just says, hey, like, <laughs> this person wants a letter. Good luck. We'll be able to help the letter writer understand what it looks like to write a very strong letter of recommendation for you, right? We're not going to write it for them. We're not going to, uh, we're not going to, uh, nudge. We're just going to nudge them in the right direction based on maybe some samples that are really good and really bad based on the letter of recommendation requirements, based on the core competencies from the, the AAMC, all of that fun stuff. We're going to help the letter writers understand how to do this better. We're looking at building in some other tech as well so that we can get rid of the, the need that, that some people have still to print out a letter, sign it with a pen, and then upload it back into the computer, right? It's just a crazy process, right? Why can't we e-sign everything these days? So we're working on, on pushing that forward as well, getting this process kind of more up-to-date with where we are today. And then we'll have that letter 
We'll QA it for you make sure that all the information, uh, TMDSAS is probably the most strict. They require contact information for the letter writer. They require letterhead. They require that the name matches. They require a signature. All of that fun stuff, right? We're going to QA it for you. We're going to let you know, hey, this letter is good to go in terms of all of the QA stuff. Unfortunately, we can't tell you. I I, I disagree with this. I, I would love to be able to do this, but we won't because it gets into a gray area of of how um, honest is this letter then if, if uh, we can do this. I would love to be able to tell you, hey, on a scale of zero to 100, this letter is kind of a 30 for you <laughs> or this letter, is, this letter knocked it out of the park. I would love to be able to tell you that. Unfortunately, we won't. <laughs> uh, so we're not QAing the letter subjectively in terms of how strong the letter is. We're looking at very objective things for you. And then if it doesn't pass the QA process, we'll let the letter writer know. We'll let you know what, what needs to be worked out um, so that the letter writer can re-upload a letter. And then when it comes time to apply to medical schools, you'll open your application cycle for that year. You'll let the application cycles know, hey, these letters are coming from APT as, as we work out all of the, the, those processes and flows. That, the, the, that'll change over time. Um, but in general, right, you'll you'll say, hey, these letters are coming from APT and we'll send them to the application service. So you may go, well, Dr. Gray, like, why do I need to use a third-party service? Why Interfolio, my LORs, why anything? And the answer is convenience. It's just, it's convenience. Number one, you can start asking for letters now. Unfortunately, the the application services do not accept letters until the application cycle opens up for that application year. So if you are applying to medical school in 2023 to start medical school in 2024, you cannot start requesting letters be attached to your application until the application cycle opens up in May of that year of 2023, right? You, you technically can go ask the letter writer, hey, can you write me a letter? But you can't do anything with it yet. Right, just just hold on to it. And from a human psychology standpoint, the letter writer will go, "Great, I don't need to write it because I can't do anything with it yet." And then May comes around, and then you send the official request to that letter writer, and then they go, "Oh shoot, I forgot about you. I have these hundred other ones that were just asked for me." And then yours is yours is last in line. All right, so being able to send an official request that they can act on in January of the application cycle year versus May makes it much easier for everyone. And then by March, April, May, you can start to see, okay, this letter was turned in, this letter was turned in, what's going on with this letter? And in MAPT, we'll have processes for you to understand, hey, you're not getting a letter from this person. Here are next steps potentially of what to do, right? Move on, send an ultimatum, whatever that may be. Again, for, for MAPT, because we are built from the ground up for pre-health students, we understand the timeline for the medical school application process, and we'll be able to guide you through that process as, as we get closer and closer to the application cycle and everything else. So when you're thinking about being able to request letters of recommendation, obviously, our recommendation has historically been use Interfolio because it's just more convenient. They're checking the, the signatures and dates and all that fun stuff, the, the QA process stuff. Uh, 
where we're now going to say, use my LORs through mapped, having a mapped pro account, number one, uh, why my LORs? Again, because it's built from the ground up for pre-health students, period, end of story. We're gonna be able to guide you so much better through this process. Uh, we're gonna be able to help you understand what to do and when, when it comes to letters of recommendations. And number two, Mapped Pro is not just my LORs. You get access to unlimited chat advising with our pre-med experts. So as you're going through this process and you have a question about your GPA, about your MCAT score, about your school list, about your letter of recommendation writer, you'll be able to just jump into the advising tab and go, hey, Mapped team, here's a question that I have. Interfolio can't do that for you. They're, they're not pre-med experts. Again, their, their service just happens to work for the medical school application process. Our, our, our process, our program, my LORs and MAPS, built from the ground up for you, the pre-L student. So as you're thinking about this process, I just wanna do a quick recap here. Number one, understanding every medical school has different letter of recommendation requirements. Every medical school may, on a case-by-case -case basis, waive some of those requirements in favor of other things based on your specific situation. So it doesn't hurt to reach out to medical schools if you have questions, okay? You're gonna have to build relationships with your professors early on and often and keep those relationships alive, especially if you want a letter writer from someone early on in the process. And, and just, I didn't mention it earlier, just a, a quick reminder, a letter writer does not have to be a, a professor where you got an A. It could be a class where you got a B and you really struggled, but you you overcame and you crushed the final because you were working with a professor, you went to office hours, all that stuff. Strong letters of recommendations don't have to be from professors in classes where you got A's, okay? Just wanna put that out there. Also, the title of the person does not matter. The the goal of a strong letter of recommendation is a letter where the letter writer knows who you are. Don't just go to some head of some whatever because you happen to have a, a weak relationship with that person, maybe they're friends with mom and dad, whoever, and ask for a letter of recommendation when ultimately they don't know you really well and they won't be able to write you a strong letter. So just uh, two quick asides that I forgot to mention earlier. And then as you're going through this process, our general recommendation is get letters dated the year that you apply to medical school. So if you're applying to medical school in 2023 to start medical school in 2024, ideally your letters are dated in 2023. So you're, you're either asking the letter writer to post-date, I always forget what that, that term is, right? Write 2023 on, on the letter, even if they're writing it in 2022, or just start asking in January is what we typically recommend for most students. Start asking in January of the year that you're going to apply. Go into MAPT, go into my LORs with your MAPT Pro account, and start sending off those requests in January, February, March, as early as possible. Set that requested return date uh, for a few months or, or a few weeks rather, or a month or so, give them some time to write that strong letter of recommendation and then make sure that you're keeping up with those deadlines and everything that you're setting for those letters. So that when you apply, you're not stressing about letters. You're, you're done with that process. If you need to reapply, 
the, the question is, do I need new letters? And historically, we say yes, right? In general, try to get new letters because you never know what it was about your application that required you to need to reapply. Was it weak letters of recommendations? Maybe, maybe not. If you have a letter writer that you just, you know, crush it and was was awesome with their their letter, just ask them, hey, doctor, whatever, Professor Smith, uh, can you please, uh, unfortunately, I didn't get into medical school this past cycle, I'm reapplying, can you, uh, if I send you another request through my LORs, um, can you maybe tweak the letter based on what I've been doing? Uh, is there anything I can give you to help you write uh, maybe an update to the letter? But the, the big thing is is redating that that letter. So uh, if you are reapplying, going through that, that LOR process again with letter writers can be a pain. Uh, again, at MAPT and my LORs, we're hoping to make that process better, potentially even making it kind of a one-click update for the letter writer to change the date so they don't have to literally go find the original letter and then change things and then re-upload and whatever, right? We're, we, we're hoping for, again, m moving with as technology has improved, the process hasn't changed much. And so how can we make this better? That's what we're trying to do at Mapped. And my LORs, go sign up at Mapped for a free three-month trial of Mapped Pro using the referral code PREMEDYEARS. Uh, referral code PREMEDYEARS, all one word. Uh, when you're signing up for your your mapped account, use that referral code. It, it will give you three months free access to Maps Pro. And again, Maps Pro includes chat advising with our expert advisors. So enter your grades, enter all that stuff. Um, and as I'm recording this, we are start, starting to spin up the ability to start entering grades for you. We'll request transcripts. We'll put put in the grades for you, so you don't have to stress about that side either. Uh, we're, we're working on that process now. So enter your grades, enter all that stuff. And if you have questions, chat with our advisors and then start using my LORs to start requesting those letters from your letter writers. Hopefully this was helpful about the letter uh, recommendation process. Super excited about what, what we're doing at MAPT um, and my LORs. I hope you have a great week. We'll see you next time here on the Pre-Med Years. All right, so there you have it. It was all about letters of recommendations, what you need to be aware of and what you need to be working on to make sure that your letters of recommendations are as best as they can be. Don't forget to check out my LORs, which is now part of Mapped Pro starting January 23rd, 2023. 23-23. Uh, we're excited to launch it to the world. Everyone who's using Mapped Pro, which is $7.50 cents a month. If you are uh, signing up for a year, uh, you get two months for free using that referral code, my LORs podcast to, uh, to bring that down even more. I hope you have a great week. I hope you go sign up for my LORs and mapped pro right now. Uh, again, starting January 23rd, you'll have access to my LOR. So if you go sign up for MAPT right now using that referral code again, my LORs podcast, you can start doing everything you need to do for MAPT and MAPT Pro, but you won't have access to my LORs until January 23rd, 2023. 
some point during that day. Um, we usually launch new features a little bit later in the day so that all of our tech team is awake and, and available in case something doesn't work very well, but uh, everything's been tested and things are really, really awesome. So again, go check it out, mapped, M-A-P-P-D dot com. Use the referral code MyLORSPODCAST to get two months free of a Mapped Pro trial. And then keep using MyLORS and Mapped Pro through the application service to transmit those letters to each of the application services you are applying to. Hope you have a great week. We'll see you next time here on The Pre-Med Years. This is MedEd Media.